This is Philip Hilgert. Welcome to Finding the Self. I'm a life coach and a motivational speaker. I'm creating a series of videos and podcasts aimed at helping others find the self inside of you. These topics come from my life experiences and my learnings. Why share? I'm sharing because others shared with me and helped me on my journey and may help someone else as well. I'm sharing because people want help connecting to the self but don't know where to start. Through my training and studies, I've done the heavy lifting that can help kickstart your journey to connecting to the self. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Social media officially began in 1997 and has grown exponentially since then. Over the course of the last 20 years, it has become apparent that social media can bring out the worst in people. People do anything for social media likes and followers. Much has been made of the deterioration in self-respect and common decency, but any discussions about why this is occurring have been superficial at best and little offered in regards to what we can do personally to not succumb to our baser instincts. The short answer as to why we see so much of this behavior is because social media is an inherently ego-based platform. Unless we are conscious of why and how we use social media, we risk succumbing to ego-based behavior. Let's unpack my thinking behind this idea. Ego versus self. A short introduction to the, the frame our conversation. I need to provide some context for how I define the terms the ego and the self. This is the foundation of my coaching practice and has covered more detail in a future podcast. In the course of my life, there were many times where I reacted to a situation based on fear, or there were other times in my life where I was in a similar situation and acted more rationally, calmly. I never understood why I could be one person and act from such two different extremes. As I have read and studied, I have come up with a metaphor I used to delineate these two different ways of being, what I call the ego versus the self. These shouldn't be new terms to most people, but they each have many definitions, and I would like to provide mine. The ego is fear-driven. Think of a scared little child. and seeks validation. I am safe. I am loved. The ego will act out to get its needs satisfied and will do anything to survive. The ego is in charge of survival mode. The self is responsible for thriving mode. The self allows us to live courageously. What I refer to as the self is also known as the Buddhist self, the Hindu Atman, and the Judeo-Christian soul. Secularly, think of it as your center, your spirit. While this metaphor may seem nebulous, there is actually biological association that can be made between the different parts of our brain. There is a great book, Emotional Intelligence, that researches our emotions and behaviors and where they come from inside the brain. It is the science behind my metaphor. The ego comes from the amygdala. The amygdala is the oldest part of our brain and is also the part develops first. It is responsible for our emotions, survival instincts, and memory. So it is the amygdala that triggers the fight-or-flight response. It is the amygdala that learns and retains our childhood experiences. While the amygdala is at work in priming an anxious, impulsive reaction, another of the part of the emotional brain allows for a more fitting, corrective response. That part is the prefrontal cortex. The self comes from the prefrontal cortex. It is the brain's damper switch for the amygdala. It is at work when someone is fearful or enraged, but stifles or controls the feeling in order to deal with more effectively the situation at hand. This area of the brain brings a more analytical or appropriate response to our emotional impulses, modulating the amygdala and other limbic areas. 
This part of the brain is not fully developed until around age 25. So what is social media? There is news media, print media, and now social media. The emphasis for all these three terms should be around the word media. Media is defined as the means of mass communication, broadcasting, publishing, and the internet. Social media posts are nothing more than broadcasts. They are not discussions or even real conversations. This is why social media is very good if you're trying to sell or promote a product or communicate out to a club or a group. Social media is good at selling a product or a point of view because that is what it's designed to do and nothing more. All media, TV, print, online, are in the advertising business. Regardless of the stated purpose or intentions, the ultimate goal is maximizing viewership so as to maximize revenue. Social media is just the newest advertising platform. What is distinctly different is that TV and print media are selling advertising. Social media is also selling us, our private data. Advertisers want to draw as many eyeballs as possible to maximize viewership. They've learned they can maximize viewership by airing and printing things that engage our eagle. Social media is no different. Facebook is a platform built to maximize conflict, and conflict draws people like moths. What social media is not. As previously defined, social media is merely a broadcasting platform. It is not a communication platform. That distinction is given to a whole different suite of websites and applications that are known as collaboration tools. They are collaborative because they provide a real-time two-way form of communicating, exchanging thoughts and ideas, something social media does not do. A good example to illustrate how social media is not a communication platform is the current political divisions right now. So many people flock to social media to share their political opinions. These posts typically devolve into a spew fest between the two sides of the topic. If the post author doesn't like any reply, they simply delete the comment. It is important to reiterate that it is not possible to have such a conversation on social media. No matter how long and well thought out your post or your replies, you are not conversing. You're writing an essay. When we attempt to use social media to communicate our opinion, we are too focused on making our point or crafting our reply versus listening and watching the person we are talking to. Social media is monodirection and emotionalist. We cannot infer any body language or tone by simply reading something online. We lose all nonverbal feedback you would get in a real conversation. So why is social media an ego-based activity? Social media provides platforms that allow us to say and do almost anything without much fear of retribution. We can be mean, rude, and disrespectful. The ego does not perceive any threats because we are physically separated from the people with whom we are interacting. Many social media platforms specifically post articles to user social media feeds that are meant to get a reaction from the user. According to the Center for Humane Technology, today's tech platforms are caught in a race to the bottom of the brainstem to attract human attention. It's a race we are all losing. So in addition to our own ego-driven behaviors, the social media companies are purposely sowing discord. Social media companies understand the brain-ego relationship. They design and leverage their technology to trigger it. The ego is always alert. If we are not conscious of our thinking, the ego will drive our behavior. We need to be aware of our environmental influences on our thinking. Our ego behaves differently when we are interacting in the physical world versus being online. So what does that ego-based behavior look like? These are some common ego-based behaviors on social media. The important thing to recognize is that you don't need to post a comment, downvote, or take any kind of outward action. Just the act of mentally behaving this way is an ego-based behavior. 
to judge. You get online to judge others' appearance, their possessions, opinions, or lifestyle. Judging is really a form of control. The ego always wants to feel in control, to feel safe. We can't control the real world, but the ego believes we can control our online world. That we can post what we want, block who we want, all to have that feeling that we have some control somewhere in our lives. To be validated. Like me. Like my stuff. Like my appearance. Like my opinions. Feed my ego. Look at me. Look at my stuff. My lifestyle. Look at the dumb or dangerous things that I do. Feed my ego. The best example of this behavior is probably the selfie. The more you seek external validation, the more you act out. The more you lose connection to the self. Perhaps you said or done something online and then had a sense of regret over it. That feeling comes from the awareness that the ego has acted out. That it is not your true self. And if the self had been guiding our actions, we would have acted more in line with our true nature. The ego needs external validation. The self is able to internally validate. To keep up. People run to social media because they fear missing out on something. It's also known as FOMO. This is another ego-driven behavior. The ego never feels good enough. So we have to run to social media to keep up to date on our social circle to make sure we haven't missed out on liking something or being the first to know the latest, have the latest. We cannot enjoy the people we are with, the things we have, or the things we are doing if we are constantly worried about what everyone else is up to. You are reinforcing the idea that you are not good enough. So what is self-based social media? While social media is not tailored for self-based behavior, it still happens. A good example is my mother. She's in her 70s, and like most senior citizens, she's not technically savvy, but uses social media so she can still see her grandkids on a regular basis. She doesn't post or comment on anything. She just likes to see pictures of the daily life of her family. She grew up learning that it's not polite to talk about religion, sex, or money in mixed company. And that is still valid today, regardless if you're online or the real world. Social media is not the platform for discussing these very valid topics. Imagine about how much more enjoyable social media would be if our feeds were not full of these types of posts arguing about these topics. But there are also people I know who only use the messaging feature of social media. This is private one-on-one -on -one texting versus a public post. This is a private and direct way to use social media for keeping connected with friends and family. I know many friends have told me how they are now using this for more direct communicating on social media as compared to before the pandemic. They're directly checking in with the people they care about most, which tends to be a much smaller group versus their online list of friends or followers. The pandemic has really forced us to isolate, and so many people are finding novel ways to use social media to still get some level of connection with others. While there is not true communication, it is communal. Events like virtual watch parties help reinforce a sense of community. So how do we transition from ego-based to self-based behavior on social media? Now that we know what ego-based behavior looks like when we use social media, how do we transition to a more self-based approach? There are some quick things to help us shift how we view and use social media. Third option would be to simply disable or suspend your social media profile. If you can't do that, you could just uninstall the applications from your mobile devices. When I did this, I announced I was stepping away from social media and provided my phone number and email in case people wanted to remain in contact with me in the real world. 
This will definitely reduce ego-based behavior since you won't have a even have access to the applications other than getting on a computer or in a web browser. Most people aren't ready to step away from social media, so an alternative is to just turn off social media notifications on your mobile device. There is no such thing as an urgent social media post that requires us to have these notifications constantly going off. Disabling that feature will help reduce the urge to grab your device and remain present in the current moment with the people you're with or the activity you're currently doing. If you're going to continue using social media, you need to practice self-based behavior. To do that, ask yourself these types of questions to help you understand your current motivations before you even use social media. These are some ego-based behaviors. Are you avoiding something? Is there a task or conversation that you're not looking forward to doing? Are you feeling the need for external validation? Are you angry about something and you're going to take it out online? Are you feeling a sense of lack of control over your life? Are you posting yet another selfie? Here are some ego-based actions to think about. Would you be acting if this way if there was no one recording you? And why are you recording this versus maybe helping someone that you're recording? Are you encouraging bad or dangerous behavior? Are you involving unsuspecting people? Understanding your feelings before acting is the key to living a self-based life. The simple act of acknowledging your feelings helps you process them in a more healthy manner and reinforces more self-based behavior. I'll discuss other strategies for shifting to a self-based life in an upcoming podcast. While acknowledgement is a simple task, it is not an easy one. Living a self-based life requires courage. It takes courage to acknowledge and embrace our feelings, especially if it's not something we've done much of in the past. It's very easy to live an ego-driven life. It doesn't take much effort. Self-based living takes consistent effort like any new habit. Self-based living is not an end goal to reach, though. Even today in your daily life right now, there are moments where you experience self-based thinking and acting. The goal is to become more aware of how we are feeling and acting so that we can experience these events more frequently and sustain them longer. Because of how we develop as humans, we are predisposed to ego-based behavior. Social media provides us an environment to foster and reinforce that type of behavior. If we select to use social media, we should be conscious about our motivations and make sure we are doing so in the best interests of ourselves. This is Philip Hilgert. Welcome to Finding the Self. I'm a life coach and a motivational speaker. I'm creating a series of videos and podcasts aimed at helping others find the self inside of you. These topics come from my life experiences and my learnings. Why share? I'm sharing because others shared with me and helped me on my journey and may help someone else as well. I'm sharing because people want help connecting to the self but don't know where to start. Through my training and studies, I've done the heavy lifting that can help kickstart your journey to connecting to the self. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening.